Institute of World Mission podcast. You're listening to the show for Adventist cross-cultural mission enthusiasts. My name is Alex Ott, and together with the IWM team, we invite you to join us today. This podcast is a production of the Institute of World Mission brought to you with support of the General Conference Missions family of ministries and services. Hi there, friends. It's episode 30. You know how young parents count days and months of a newborn baby? Well, we at IWM may behave somewhat similar in regards to this project. It's up for seven months. It's got 30 episodes. But joking aside, we are deeply thankful to the Lord for an opportunity to be part of a global community of Adventist missionaries. Friends, listeners, we are deeply privileged to do our part in helping this community of ours develop. And this convenient medium, the podcast, can be part of our lives and ministries, bringing us together around conversations, subjects that we truly care about. Now, one such topic is the theme of the interview today. It's the last from the series of three on missionary witness. Together with Wesley Jamko, Adventist Mission Director in South Asia Pacific Division, today we explore the more practical side of things. You would not want to miss this interview. Wesley, welcome to the Institute of World Mission podcast. Thank you, Alex. Now, we've been doing a series on witnessing, and not just witnessing, but witnessing in a missionary's life. And I know that many missionaries are asking themselves and people around many questions about this. So this is now a third show that we are devoting to the topic. Would you please remind us what have we done so far and what are we to expect from today? Sure. Uh, in our first podcast, I think we were talking about, you know, kind of a conventional way of witness and some of the unrealistic expectations that were attached to that and how I didn't really like that kind of witness um, Sometimes I think what we're trying to do is to try to make people interested or to convert them with our witness story. And we have this one, you know, kind of life encompassing witness story that we're trying to feed to just everybody. And sometimes with that, uh, we find it to be ineffective. So we talked about then aspects of an effective witness or the, the purpose behind an effective witness, that was which the is second in the second in the second podcast. Uh, took, taking a look at an effective witness or a witness uh, or the purpose behind an effective witness, which was really um, going back to, the, you know, what is God calling us to accomplish? And so the big aspect of that is as God is trying to, you know, restore people back into his kingdom of grace or, and glory. Uh, and as he's also trying to restore the image of God in us, trying to restore us back to what he created us to be. Our calling is to reveal God so that as people see God, they can, you know, be drawn to him. They can recognize where they're at, their need for him, and, and basically be, be faced with a choice. So our witness is an opportunity for us to share, whether big or small, experiences of how we have seen God and how we've experienced God. So other people can see God and have a revelation of God. So again, the second podcast was kind of looking at this idea an effective witness is, first of all, planting seeds by revealing God to people. 
But then right at the end, we were talking about uh, what we're going to be talking about during this podcast, which is this aspect of not only can we plant seeds and reveal God to people, but also we can use witness as a very effective tool to check to see who the Holy Spirit has already started to work in so that we're not trying to create interest, but rather we're trying to discover what and seek for what's already out there. So today we wanted to bring uh, this conversation into a how-to um, <laughs> field, into a very practical um, area of our lives. So how do we witness as missionaries in our daily lives, Wesley? Well, I think part of this is, again, uh, trying to make witness kind of what, like what you were saying, actually part of our everyday lives, where it's not some special, unique thing we do, you know, Sabbath afternoon when everyone's going out street witnessing or something, but in every single interaction we have in life to look for opportunities to just share simple, short, you know, 30-second to one-minute uh, little clips of, of our life experiences, stories of what God has done for us, and to use those again to plant the seeds of a revelation of God. Every time we tell a story about what God has done, it's, it's a way for people to get a picture of him, his love, his character, but then also to check to see what people are responding to. So there's many different ways of doing this, but again, the, the, biggest, the biggest emphasis here is we're not looking for something that's confrontational. We're not trying to force people to go all the way in one short little story. We're basically not even trying to see, you know, or get a Bible study out of this. What we're really looking to see is what's the response to people so we can judge a response from people so that we can judge and determine how deep is their spiritual interest or are they kind of closed to God and, and they have no interest at all. The way I have always imagined it or, or have come to understand this um, is to be outwardly spiritual. Yeah. So if I know God, if, if, if an image of God is being restored in me, if I'm very genuine in my faith, then not, not, not even to hide it in front of people of other cultures, the local community, but even to show it. It's countercultural to many yeah. of our cultures, you know, to show our spirituality, but in many majority world cultures, it is just... Uh, you know, being outwardly, but still genuinely spiritual, bringing in stories or personal uh, encounters with God or lessons learned from yeah. God or prayers answered. Just, just fill daily interactions with people with my spiritual life. Now, is that what you're talking about or is, are you seeing it a little bit different? I think this is a big part of it, right? Okay. Um, but again, there's this intentionality where we're taking the time not just to share it and run away or keep mm -hmm. walking or, or whatever else and feel glad that we, you know, we, we kind of got our spiritual mark in for the day and, and so you know, our, our, our merits are made. But you know, when we do that, we then not only are planting the seed, but we begin looking for the response of the person so we can determine, is the Holy Spirit working in this person or not? So this is the goal. We, we need to see how far God has gone, the Holy Spirit has gone with this person, whether the person is interested or not. That's the goal. I think this is a very key thing that we need to not forget because, you know, I mean, is it okay to just plant seeds and that's it? Absolutely. But we can take it that next step 
because our, our purpose here is not just to go around and to, you know, just to plant little seeds everywhere. You know, can you imagine a farmer who goes out, he just plants seed, you know, he scatters it everywhere, goes home, and he's, you know, talks to his wife. Well, you know, the work's done for the year. I'm going to come out again next spring. You know, let's, uh, let's go seed. do something else. Uh, or next day, go sow more seed. You know, we never, we never go to check. We never, we never water anything. We never add any fertilizer. We never go and, you know, check for, for uh, infestation of some kind of bugs or something like that. And we never harvest. That would be ridiculous. Uh, you know, the purpose of planting seeds is one day you want something to eat, right? One day you are hoping for something to grow and for there to be a harvest at the end of that, which can then become more seed to plant additional harvests in the future. So if we are outwardly spiritual, we're planting seeds, what's next? What's then? Yeah. If you remember uh, one of the previous episodes, we were talking about this verse in Philippians 2, verse 13. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Mm -hmm. There's other verses that we could talk about, but we'll just keep it simple. You know, again, when we're looking at, at people... For people to have interest in spiritual things is a significant thing. It demonstrates to us that something is happening inside of them, right? So when I talk about God, if you're offended and you don't like it and you just want to shut that out and you want nothing to do with God, you want nothing to do with the story, you know, you're, you're just, I mean, you're just closed. That says something about you, right? Uh, but... If you have some kind of interest and you want to know more, that also says something about you. The fact that it's God who puts that interest inside of us means that when we come across individuals who actually have some interest in that sense, mm -hmm. not only are we saying, you know, yay, Bible study interest, um, but what we're really saying is, look, I've found someone who already has the Holy Spirit growing in them. So now the question is, what can we do with that person to help them grow and, and to disciple them? So again, when we begin to share things that God is doing inside uh, our lives with other people, not only are we planting the seed, but we wait to see, is this person receptive? Are they closed? Are they aggressive? Are they, you know, bored? Are their eyes glazing over? What's happening so that we can determine, is the spirit working in this person or not? Ultimately, it's only God that knows, right? But these are very strong indications so that we can then, from that witness, be able to uh, kind of ascertain where that individual's at. So again, you know, looking at this, there's lots of different ways of, of sharing a witness, uh, just a spiritual element in a conversation, uh, a related, you know, telling a story of some personal experience or encounter we had with God. These don't have to be fantastic miracle stories. They can just be everyday you know, experiences, things that God is doing in you, sense of peace that you have when you're with him or when you read spiritual things or, or just, you know, uh, realizations that you've had in your life. Again, they don't have to be fantastical or, you know, some epic journey or, or something like this. Just but genuine, just personal. Genuine, uh, everyday experiences with experiences. God. And if we're connected with God, those are going to be happening regularly. So we're not talking about something that happened to me 20 years ago or 40 years ago or, you know, however old we are. Uh, we're talking about recent things and, and regular things that are happening in our lives. It can also be a story from the Bible or, you know, um, just finding ways to, uh, to introduce maybe something where in our devotional that day, 
maybe we read something and it was really meaningful to us and we can share that with other people. But again, it needs to be done in an appropriate way where it's not offensive to the other individual, but where we can still you know, be able to introduce things and test a little bit to see what happens so that we know who we're dealing with. So with that, um, let's, let's take a, just a, a quick look at the, at the list that you have um, outlined just now. Um, can we take a couple of those uh, and, uh, and look at those in a little bit more detail? Um, what, are, what are those steps or different approaches? Would you just describe them just a bit more? Sure. Well, let me give you, um, you know, an example of how this could work. Mm -hmm. So every interaction in life is, is a little bit different. So there's no, you know, set way that everything always works for every single human being right, you, yeah. you meet. So again, this isn't, uh, you know, set in stone, but here's just an example of how things can work. So uh, one of the first things that we need to do, you know, number one is to make contact with people, right? As we talked about before in previous episodes, we know how to do this. And whether we think we do or not, every day we're making contact with people. You know, uh, maybe some of us uh, are, are ministering or, or involved in mission in a, in a city. So every day, you know, you're walking past people on the street. Uh, sometimes you're sitting and waiting for transportation together. Maybe you start talking about the weather. Maybe you are going to the local market and purchasing food. And every day you buy rice from the same lady and she's scooping it out. And, you know, then she starts asking about your, your wife or your kids, you know, or, or whatever else. Um, just different things like this, which can happen on a regular uh, ongoing basis. It doesn't have to be something where we're, you know, kind of hunting someone down and, and we kind of see someone who's alone and we pounce on them and grab them and, and start sharing something with them. But just in those everyday interactions. As maybe, we mingle. Right. Maybe it's someone at work. Maybe it's someone on the bus. Maybe it's someone on a flight that you're taking. Maybe it's, you know, the taxi driver. Maybe it's the next door neighbor. Maybe it's a family member. The issue with uh, a lot of our situations is that sometimes we are within an Adventist community or an Adventist campus and unless we're very intentional yeah. to go out and, and mingle with people, uh, even uh, in, in missionary communities, it may happen that we are not actually you know, dealing yeah. with a lot of non -Adventists. And And sometimes that's especially the case if we're working in an institution or, uh, or in an administrative uh, environment. Uh, and so we need to kind of look for those opportunities and be aware of them. We're still going out to buy clothes. We're still going out to, to buy food, maybe eat at a restaurant, go to the market, get some fruit. Uh, most of us are still, you know, going on public transit, so uh, or or even getting our hair cut. You know, um, most of us are still cutting at least some of our hair. <laughs> <laughs> some, some, not not all. <laughs> so you know, with this, uh, it can be a simple matter of just saying, okay, I'm going to intentionally go back to the same person every week, or or just look for the opportunity to strike up a conversation with someone. Uh, I remember in coming here. I was going through the airport and I thought, ah, I'll, I'll try to start a conversation with someone. How can I do that? So I just said, ah, uh, my shoes are really dirty. I'll go sit with the shoe shine guy and talk to him. So he got a little bit of money and I got an opportunity to strike up a conversation. So this is the first thing, make contact. Number two, as you start to initiate just a, a casual conversation, I think we all know how to do this, but if we don't, you know, Things like the weather or family or occupation or, or whatever else, um, you know, all this small chat that we seem to engage in on a semi-regular basis, uh, even with complete strangers at times. 
Um, during that conversation, just look for and, and again pray for the opportunity to just introduce God into this conversation and see what happens. But in a very natural way, right? Right. It, not, it's got to be not a like, part of our nature, part of who we are. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, so, you know, uh, I believe in Jesus and as my personal Savior, do you? Uh, that's right. not what we're talking about. We're just talking about something where maybe even just in casually mentioning something, you just mention, you know, something about God or prayer or, or something religious. Recently, I was... Uh part of a conference which uh, was a non-Adventist setting and uh, so I was surrounded by just a group of some Christians but most agnostics non-Christians and as we were interacting in group settings and two-by-two -two settings where we had to share experiences as we were working through a program I just was very open with my identity I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pastor and you know, this is this is what I do, and this is who I am, and this is what I believe. And yeah. it was very interesting. People were genuinely interested and were asking a lot of questions. And so, the, so many interactions yeah. in those three days in that setting as I haven't had for a while. Before. Yeah, and I think particularly for many of us coming from a more secular setting or a more Western setting, this gives us anxiety. But the reality is, is those who are especially uh, looking at mission towards some of our least reached religious groups, mm -hmm. this is this is very natural and it's easy to do. People are believers. Yes. They believe also. So even the people who seem secular uh, are at least somewhat open to and favorable towards a faith of some kind or another. So again, look for an opportunity to introduce something about religion or God into the conversation and just see how people react. So this is where the testing begins, right? If someone just at that is very defensive and, and is a little bit aggressive and is like, why are you talking about God or something like that, you know? Um, what do you do? Keep pushing? Sometimes this is what we do, right? We, we think, okay, I'm gonna drive this one home and I'm just gonna really get in there and ha, I'll leave a good witness with this guy. Um, but no, uh, the point of this is not, we're not trying to make people interested. We're not trying to convert anyone. We're trying to see who's already there because this is, this is a, a shift, yeah. right? You're pounding, you're, you're bringing this idea back to us, but I just want to make it, um, uh, kind of, uh, highlighted for our listeners. This is where it, we are seeing it different. Yeah. And, and again, we're out there for, for really Two purposes. One, we're trying to plant a seed, yes, but two, we're searching. We're searching for something. And what are we searching for? People that the Holy Spirit has already begun to work in and who have already begun, even in a tiny way, to open up their hearts a little bit to what the Holy Spirit's trying to do. The Holy Spirit's working on everyone, right? The question is, who's starting to open their hearts a little bit? It's like Jesus said to his disciples when they came back, you know, with the, the whole story of, of the, uh, the woman at the well. I think this is where this comes in. If not, please forget my, uh, <laughs> my, my foolishness. But, but again, you know, when his disciples came back, he says, you know, the fields are white for the harvest. Sometimes we just, we look That's at the exactly world around us. Yeah. We get in the 1040 window. And as we're looking around, we see nothing. We think these are a bunch of, you know, atheists or these are a bunch of Buddhists or Muslims or Hindus and nobody loves God. I'm the only one, you know, kind of like Elijah or something. The reality is, chances are there's thousands of people around us. With spiritual hunger. With spiritual hunger who are open to the spirit, 
who may not respond to, will you like to come to this evangelistic series or would you like a Bible study or would you like to come to my church? Because that's all Christian stuff and that's not them. They're not Christians. They're Buddhists or Muslims or, or Hindus. And so very politely, they would, you know, a polite person will say, I'm sorry, but uh, I'm Buddhist or, you know, this is not my book or this is not my church or, or my religion. So thank you very much. No, thank you. Someone who's not so polite uh, in, in different settings may, may get more aggressive. Um, but when we're just talking about God, it's starting at a place which is much more gentle. And our experience with God. Yeah. yeah. And our experience with God. It's something that's real. It's personal. It's, it's something that's not theoretical or, or necessarily, um, you know, Christian per se, but it's my experience with God. So, again, first thing, make contact. Second, introduce God into the conversation. See what happens. If there's an aggression or, uh, or a resistance, stop, back up, maintain a, a nice conversation. You've, you've maybe planted a little bit of a seed uh, and realize this person may not be open. Continue to pray about it. If, the, if things change, great. But otherwise, you've done something. If this is someone you see on a regular basis, like the person at the market or the haircutter guy or, or whoever else, you know, preserve the relationship. Try again next week uh, and see what happens. Uh, or, you know, after a time. If not, you've planted a seed and keep looking. But if they are positive, look for an opportunity to share a personal story about God that fits the situation. So I don't know about you, Alex, but I find as I'm traveling around, usually as I strike up conversations with people, maybe on a plane or, you know, sitting, waiting for something or, or whatever, usually the conversation starts off with something like, you know, the weather and then, you know, uh, relationships, oh, you know, where are you from? Uh, are you married? Things like this, right? Um, but then oftentimes things can start to get a little bit more personal where someone says, oh, well, you know, I'm just I'm tired of waiting for this thing and this is like this and they start expressing a frustration with something or you talk about relationships and maybe there's a problem in their relationship and you can kind of sense that. When we start to come across some of these, these frustrations that people are dealing with, these are opportunities for us to share our stories. So it doesn't have to be something that's a problem the person is facing or a frustration, but oftentimes I see something like this coming up. But just look and pray for an opportunity to insert some kind of story that fits the conversation. Either my personal or maybe even a, a story from the Bible, which doesn't yeah. have to be announced as a Bible, but just as an analogy or as a, as a, as a, as a story that can help in this situation. So I would suggest as the third start, uh, third step in this, you know, after you've made contact, you've introduced God, seen the response, this response is positive, try to do something personal first. Mm -hmm. So just something short, you know, maybe you find out the person's having, uh, you know, argument with a coworker today or, or whatever, and somehow that comes up. Maybe you had an argument with a coworker in the past or had a problem with someone who you have a relationship with and you prayed about it, or you asked God for help with it, or you remembered a Bible verse that helped, or, or something, just take a few moments and say, you know, hey, do you mind if I shared it with you just a short personal experience? Most of the time they're gonna say, sure. Um, and so, you know, cause that's what we do in conversations, right? right absolutely. So just take the opportunity, share the story. Oh, I was having a problem with this friend and it just, ah, it just seemed like we couldn't figure each other out. But then I just, 
And then I read I, this story over here. Yeah, right? or, or, you know, I prayed about it and God gave me peace. Or I, as I prayed about it uh, or as I did this thing, again, we're introducing what did God do to help us in this situation? It may not be some big miracle thing where, you know, an angel came down and, uh, and uh, commanded my friend to, uh, <laughs> you know, just something very simple. He gave me peace. Uh, he gave me, suddenly I could think of the right thing to say. Or, you know, I was able to, to, to hold back my emotions uh, where I usually am not able to. Um, something which just introduces a little bit more of an experience that I've personally had with God. It doesn't have to be huge, just something simple. And something real. Yeah. Real. So then, again, same principle, right? We test and we see if there's openness we can then go forward and here's where, you know, maybe step four, we share a short story from the Bible. We don't necessarily say it's from the Bible. We just say, you know, maybe it's Buddhist. Oh, can I share a good moral story with you? Maybe they're Muslim. Oh, can I share a story from one of the prophets with you? Um, maybe it's a secular person. Can I just share a story with you, right, uh, from, from, the, from the past? Again, test and see. What's the openness to this? Are people interested in this or are they closed? If they're interested, once again, we're, we're discovering a deeper level of interest. Once we've kind of gotten to the place of the sharing a Bible story, if they're still interested in that, sometimes people will say, wow, that's such an amazing story. I wish God could do something like that in my life. This is an opportunity then where we can pray with someone and just say, would, you, would it be okay if I prayed with you? Most of the time, People are going to say, if they've come this far, they're likely going to say yes. But again, test and see. If they say no, back off. It's okay. You've planted a seed. You can maybe do this again in the future. If not, um, we know where they're at. But if they are open, we can then from there uh, have a prayer with them and, and pray in Jesus' name. Or if it's a Muslim setting, you know, in the name of Isa al-Masih. And, and then when we're finished with that prayer, we can ask the person, hey, would it be possible for us to get together sometime next week? I'm really curious to see what God is going to do in your life. I'd, would it be okay? I'll keep praying for you this week, but maybe next week we could get together for, I don't know, some juice or something and, and just hear what God is doing in your life and if anything's changed. Chances are, if you've gotten this far with someone, there's already kind of a, a relationship being established here. And a lot of times people are very interested in doing that. So next time you get together, you know, set a time and a place. Next time you get together, you can just say, hey, it's so great to see you. I'm really curious. You know, we prayed about that thing you were dealing with. How's it going? Here's another opportunity. Share another personal story. Test and see where they're at. Share another Bible story. Test and see where they're at. See what, what happens with this. And again, if they're, if they're interested in these stories and you meet a couple times, um, eventually we can say, hey, what do you think of these stories I'm sharing with you? Would you like to know more about these? And there's an opportunity there that we can maybe even say to them, you know, would you like to learn more about these stories that I'm reading? Because at this time we've developed a relationship and they're maybe really interested in this. Not everyone again, but, but maybe one out of 10 people that we, that we start this with. Um, so maybe that individual's interested. We can say to them, hey, what if I come over to your, your place? Do you think you'd be willing to, you know, could we, could we do that? And we can do this, you know, look at some stories together. Let's, let's set aside time every sure. week and actually, you know, study together, grow in our relationship with yeah. God together. And it doesn't have to be a scary thing where we say, let's do this every week. But even just one time, can we get together and, and look at some of these stories together? 
chances are they're going to say, sure. Do you know anyone else? Any friends or, or you know, Your family spouse, members yeah. or, or neighbors that you know of that you think would be interested in this? Because maybe they've already started sharing some of these stories with other people. Maybe they say yes. So now when you go there, you already have the basic beginnings of a group that can start to be discipled. You know they're interested, which means what? The Holy Spirit's at work, right? If the Holy Spirit's already at work, it's not your job to force it forward. It's not your job to make them interested. It's God's job. You just need to continue to reveal God to them and then move into discipleship where we're starting to teach them how to connect to God themselves and stay connected to Him. Thank you very much. Could you just, as, as a last contribution to this particular series, still clarify the difference between witnessing and discipling? You just said it. But if you could just repeat it one more time. Well, Alex, I think, I think this is really important. Again, God's purpose, I think, is to get us back into his kingdom, right? And his mission in doing that is to restore us back to what he created us to be. And our purpose that he's called us to do, the calling that he's given each of us, every single person who's in a relationship with him, is to reveal him, uh, him to others. How do we do that? Number one, through witness, where we're planting seeds through, again, our silent witness, our character, our actions, our lifestyle, uh, the things that we do, the way that we treat people, but also through these simple conversations. There's a time for that big story testimony, right? When the person's progressed enough where it's time for them to make the choice to follow Jesus, that's where we whip out that, you know, that, that fantastic testimony, my life before Jesus, what happened, uh, how I met Jesus, and my life after Jesus. Then we can invite them to make a decision. But that's not the beginning. That's farther down the track, right? When they have learned some of the stories of the Bible, where they understand who Jesus is and they're ready to make a commitment to him. So again, you know, looking at this, our witness uh, at this stage, witnessing is for really um, planting those seeds, revealing God to people, and then also seeking and testing to see, is the Spirit working in this person? Once we find a person who the Spirit is working in, you know, then we move to discipleship, which is basically this whole idea of how do we join in together with someone and teach them how to connect to God themselves and stay connected to God so that God can do the work of transforming them into his image and join together with them as a brother or sister, uh, also seeking to be a disciple of Jesus and join together with them to be a supportive element as they learn how to do that. Wesley, thank you very much for helping us to understand some of these things. Well, I hope that this is something that is understandable, first of all, to the people who are listening, but also a blessing to them. And again, I just want to emphasize, you know, this is perhaps one of the key things that makes a difference in our, in our mission. We have all these programs, we have all these other things, we even have small groups and discipleship groups and other things like this. But if you don't find anyone that the Spirit's working in, you have nobody to work with. And all of this is for nothing. Or if we're ministering to people for long periods of time and serving them and helping them and, and, and meeting their needs and never check to see if they're spiritually interested, they're never going to move forward to discipleship. Not everyone is going to break down your door and beg you to disciple them, right? You have to check to see if they're interested. This is a very simple way of, of finding out. Thank you very much. Thanks, Alex.
Now we aired all three interviews with Wesley in the series Missionary Witness that you will actually love doing. Another title, a shorter title, is Witnessing 101. The number of those episodes are 23, 28, and 30. You can easily go back to each of those episodes on your podcasting app if you've missed one. And catch up! Also, let's not forget that this series is part of the featured theme page titled Witnessing and Discipling, which is on the IWM website. You can find it at iwm.adventist.org forward slash witness. The page features not only the three interviews in this series with Wes, but also several more podcast episodes like What Does It Mean to Witness in a Professional Setting? Episode number seven with Wagner Kuhn, or Faithful Contextualization with Bruce Bauer, episode number two, several IWM blog posts, and a webinar, a webinar recording related to the theme are also there. Now, if you check it out, don't forget to click follow this topic button. If you do, you will be notified about new arrivals to this webpage. Now, friends, let me ask you a question. What is your experience with witnessing as an Adventist expat, a cross-cultural missionary? In what way is it difficult, or conversely, in what way is it easy? Looking forward to hearing from you. Just simply email us back. Email me at otta at gc.adventist.org or leave a comment just below this post on the IWM website. My name is Alex Ott, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week.